helping your youth pastor burn up without burning out in ministry. I was 23 on the mission field in Calcutta, India with an international missions organization known as YWAM, Youth of the Mission. I recently graduated uh, my undergrad, my home state of Louisiana, my bachelor's of science degree in business, ready to conquer the world. And the Lord called me to, to YWAM, Tyler, Texas. So while there, Calcutta, India, serving the Sisters of Charity, founded by uh, the, the immortal Mother Teresa, uh, along with my team from YWAM, it was one of the mornings during my prayer time, just asking the Lord, we were on the end of our outreach, so I'll be going, flying back to the States and figuring out what I'm doing with my life. I was seeking God about what he was calling me to do. Five months earlier, again, graduated with honors, bachelor's of science degree, pondered this idea of serving in the secular business field, and perhaps one day doing ministry is kind of a personal hobby uh, on the side. <clears throat> and so during that prayer time, I heard the Lord say, after YWAM, I want you to return to your home church, where I'd been attending at that point uh, about five years, and I just want you to serve your senior pastors, your youth pastor, just serve. And so he, whenever I return home, my senior pastor just mentioned that they needed some help in the youth ministry. So I shrugged my shoulders, I agreed, and uh, volunteered almost two months. And as I was volunteering, I was working, uh, and I keep in mind, a Bachelor's of Science Business Administration, uh, working the front desk of the Days Inn Hotel in Lake Charles, Louisiana, Lakeshore Drive, working the night shift, so 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, I was all, I would work Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays, and then Mondays, uh, so of course I could be off for the youth night on Wednesday nights. And I remember thinking, okay, there's got to be more to life than this. <laughs> so a few months later, I was hired full-time uh, with a part-time salary, of course. So I continued to work at the hotel on the weekends, supplementing income. And around four months in, something just shifted in my heart. God began breaking my heart for teenagers and young adults in my generation. As I read statistics, it would anger me on the inside. It was something would rise up and say, as long as I have breath in my body, that's not going to be the destiny of my generation. We'll love God. We'll love the church. We're going to go to the nations. We're going to serve people. We're going to live in purity. We're going to hold our marriages, all of those things. So as I was reading these statistics, this burden just kind of became laid on my heart, and it became the fuel for serving in youth ministry. So fast forward 10 years later, that same passion and burden and fuel has not ceased. If anything, it's only become greater. See, what you need to know, senior pastors, about most youth pastors is that most of us were changed in our teenage years. Most of us had a moment of encounter, whether it was a youth retreat or a youth conference or just some, some older person having an impact on our lives where Jesus Christ changed us forever. Most of us didn't choose youth ministry. God chose us and just stuck us in this field of ministry. We burn with a passion to see a generation encounter the presence and the love of a very real God because that's what changed most of our lives. And we're painfully, painfully aware of the statistics. 84% of believers make their decisions to follow Jesus at some point before the age of 18. That being said, I think your youth pastor could be reminded of a few things that will help him or her last for the long haul. 
They need to know how to burn with passion for this generation without burning out, destroying the relationships around them, and ultimately having a counter effect on the students that we're actually trying to impact for the kingdom of God. See, we've all heard the countless stories, and we have friends who didn't last the full 18 months of youth ministry, especially at the same church. We're aware that recent statistics proclaim that around 48% of pastors lose their marriages, and in general, today's millennials take less than one day of personal vacations a year across the board, whether you're in secular or sacred ministry. I believe that there are some safeguards that you can encourage your youth pastor and your youth worker to implement that will cause their passion to grow while their capacity to love God and serve others will not diminish. So number one, senior pastors, leaders, directly confront their desire to be everything for everyone. See, I would venture to say nearly every youth pastor has this. It's the perfect storm. See, we're working with a fickle generation. They love us one day, they hate us the next. Their parents love us one day, they hate us the next. It's the, a good day is whenever the parents and the students hate us on the same day and love us on the same day because at least there's some level of consistency. See, really, I need you to recognize that we, like many of you, desire and we suffer from this disease to please. The remedy is authentic encouragement and constant feedback. Number two, challenge your youth pastor or your youth worker to have some forever friends in their lives. I'm not just talking about buddies from school. I'm talking about real accountability. And the best way to encourage them to do this is to make sure you have that in your own life. One of the things that Pastor Brady constantly says around here is that you need fathers in your life. You need fathers and you need friends. I have fathers in my life, and he rattles them off. And then he goes, I have friends in my life, and this is who they are. And so encouraging youth, your youth pastor to do the same. Friends who aren't impressed with their gifting or impressed with their talent. It doesn't move them what they can or cannot do in ministry. But really, as a level of accountability, I'm so thankful to have that in my life for years. And number three, check up on the consistency of your youth pastor's quiet times and weekly Sabbath. It's amazing to me what can be avoided if we just spend time with Jesus every day. It's a novel concept, I know. <laughs> this idea of quiet times, actually getting in the word, getting in the face of God, and spending some quality time with him. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at my own life whenever I miss those days. And it's like, God, can, I just, can we just get back to the, to the basics? Because the Holy Spirit does a profound job, imagine that, of being the Holy Spirit in our lives. So he'll convict us when we need to be convicted and encourage us where we need life and strength and we need courage breathed into us. In our career-focused ministry world, I know that talking about being with Jesus is a whole lot more common and easily done talking about being with Jesus than actually being with Jesus daily. See, for passionate leaders, secondly, there can be a guilt about taking a 
real Sabbath. This was a foreign concept to me. I mean, I just, what? I don't know. I, I worked on a grad school degree while I worked full-time while I was getting married and having kids. And so working full-time, working on an MDiv at ORU, or Roberts University in Tulsa, it's like, well, we just got to get things done. Like, I, And I don't want to just get it done, but I want to be like excellent at it. So I want to graduate with honors. And I will, of course I do. I don't want to be the last. Who wants to be the worst? Who wants the title of being last? Nobody, not me. And so this idea, as we saw in scriptures and as we are herald, heralding this message and challenging here, is this idea that, you know what, there has to be time to personally disconnect. And so I'm not just talking about on the spiritual front. I'm so thankful over the last three to four years I have Areas I have days in my life that are set off almost weekly, which is quite the accomplishment if you know me, um, almost weekly to where it's like, no, this isn't a day for ministry. This isn't a day to reach the nations. This isn't an intercessory prayer, hours of intercessory prayer day to time for me to disconnect, to pull back from my own sanity. Again, there can be a guilt about taking real Sabbath. Remind your youth workers and your youth leaders but this is not a suggestion, but rather a commandment from the Lord Jesus Christ. They must have some weekly space to do nothing and feel great about it.